From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked On Chiefs Podcast. Your Kansas City Chiefs will not have any in-person minicamps, as will the NFL not have any kind of minicamps in person. This is your Kansas City Chiefs Google News Story of the Day. A couple of different news reports I'll get into here. Uh, first off, as I stated, the Chiefs and all the other teams in the NFL are not going to be conducting any kind of minicamps. There will be no nothing going on in season or sorry in person uh, before training camp starts and that is really going to be the next topic is when is training camp going to start there are different reports coming out uh, right now training camp is currently planned to start july 28th is the starting date but the nfl is actually talking about starting that a couple of weeks earlier the thought process is is to get everybody acclimated try to get them ready and used to the system uh, get them in a, ser- a system where they are uh, used to playing football again, and that's going to be a big question mark as to when that's going to happen. But that is another report that they are considering the possibility of opening camps a week or two early. But it has been decided by the NFL that the last day to report for any of this mini camp stuff, uh, virtually at least, is going to be the end of June. Although it sounds like the Chiefs will not be going that long. It sounds like they're going to give the players their usual month-long vacation before training camp starts. Now, obviously, as I said, that's going to be subject to the chance that they are going to start training camp a little bit earlier than they normally do. Uh, That's possibly something that they will be looking at since you won't have any OTAs, any mini camps, any of that kind of stuff this year. Uh, It is possible they'll go in that direction. We'll just have to wait and see how that is going. Another report that's come out in the past couple of days is that the league is considering reducing the preseason to just two games this year. Uh, That would allow teams to get their full vacations and still have extra time to prepare. Right now, those are really the bigger stories when you're starting to look at what training camp is going to be, what mini camps were, and what the league is going to be doing in the next couple of weeks. Because at this point, it sounds like Kansas City will be done uh, as of this coming week when it comes to training camp, so until training camp at least. So you would think that that's going to mean that a lot of teams are probably also going to be doing that. Uh, obviously, different teams are going to be doing things differently, and they could go through the end of June, but I don't think that there are going to be a lot of teams that are going to do that. Uh, I think a lot of teams out there are going to probably give their players the normal, basically month off before training camp starts. going to be very interesting to see if that's the way it ends up going and the NFL decides to start a little bit earlier. We're still undecided and and really don't have any information as to where Chiefs training camp is going to be. Uh, There was a report earlier last week that said that all of the teams are going to be have to be having training camp at home, but the NFL hasn't made that official yet. I don't think that that's going to be an issue. I do expect that's going to be the reality of the situation, but it is at least interesting that the NFL hasn't come out and specifically stated that they're not going to have uh, that be the case, and you know teams are going to be able to go wherever they want. So that's going to be something to watch over the coming weeks is, is it when the NFL actually makes that decision. I'm sure that's already been made. It just hasn't become official yet. I do expect that that's going to be the way things are going to happen. And again, it sounds like Chiefs training camp would have started July 28th, but it looks like maybe they're considering starting as early as maybe July 14th which also would give them the opportunity of maybe just reducing the preseason to just two games. So we'll have to see how that's going to work out. Lots of different things in this NFL offseason, and it's going to be very interesting to see how all the teams do and handle all of this. Kansas City sounds like they're going to be ready no matter what, and I expect that that's going to be the case with a coach like Andy Reid. And that is your Kansas City Chiefs Google News Story of the Day. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. 
rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. rockauto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same professionals and are the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Welcome back to another episode of Locked On Chiefs. I am Chris Clark from Chiefs Digest. And today we're going to be talking about a couple of different things, but I do want to get into a couple of things that have been out in the news over the past couple of days. Uh, we already kind of talked about a lot of the news when it comes to training camp and uh, mini camps and, and when the Chiefs are going to report and how that, all that's going to shake out. So uh, if you missed the news piece, go back and check that out. But a couple of things that I do want to talk about. Bleacher Report actually had an article where they were talking and they were ranking each team's skill position players based on past production accolades, the upside, and their health. Uh, one of the things that plays into this, and, and this is something else that's happened over the past couple of weeks, is Nate Burleson said that Tyreek Hill is the best wide receiver in the NFL. That is extremely high praise. I'm not going to say I disagree with it. I think Tyreek Hill is definitely one of the best three receivers in the NFL. Uh, number one is... No, I'm not going to say he's not, but that's a extremely high praise. But coming from Burleson, that means even more. But when you start looking at what that means for this entire Chiefs roster to have the best supporting cast in the NFL, so that's not overly surprising considering who they have on their team. But let's take a look at the top 10, a couple of the people in the top 10 at least. The Broncos are number 10. That's not overly surprising. The Chargers are number 6. To me, I get it. But at the same time, I think the Chargers are going to really struggle at the QB position. So, But they're, again, talking about supporting cast, not the actual QB position. So it makes sense. The Chargers do have a, de a deep offense, and they have a lot of skilled position players that are really going to be uh, something to really help out their quarterback situation. Uh, the Cowboys are in the top five. They are number five. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are number four, which I think that's a little low considering who they have. The New Orleans Saints are number three. The Cleveland Browns are number two. And the Kansas City Chiefs are number one. Uh, you can make arguments that different teams should be different places. I'm not going to say Tampa Bay, I think, belongs as number one. But I would think they would be one or two. or Sorry, two or three at the very least. I get why the Saints are where they are. Uh, the Saints are very deep. But you start looking at the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland Browns have a lot of talent on that offense. The question is, is, is Baker Mayfield going to be able to step ahead, step forward this year, and really be able to take uh, a huge step forward in the way he played from what, how he played in 2019 with a lot of the same cast, really? So big questions on that regard. But you start looking at Kansas City's surrounding cast of Patrick Mahomes, and I can certainly understand why they are saying the Chiefs have the best surrounding cast uh, in the NFL, you start looking at Tyreek Hill, you have Sammy Watkins, you have McCole Hardman, you have Damian Williams, you have Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, and then that doesn't even take into account Travis Kelsey. So when you start looking at all of these players that Kansas City has, 
I certainly understand why they are ranked number one. McCole Hardman is going to be the guy that I think is going to take a big step ahead this season. Uh, you remember, if you look back at what Tyree Hill was able to do in his rookie year compared to what he was able to do his second year, I don't think that Hardman takes that big of a leap forward, but I do think Hardman is going to take a big step forward this season, and you're going to see the reason why Sammy Watkins won't be back in Kansas City in 2021. Uh, I do think that McCall Hardman is going to take a step forward and become that number two wide receiver that this team needs, and he's going to be consistent enough to do that. Uh, I do like seeing the work ethic I've seen when uh, he's posted different videos of, of how he's working out right now. I do think that he's taking the steps to get better, and I think that's going to be a big addition for Kansas City, especially moving forward. Having all that speed between Hill and Hardman is going to be huge. And then you start looking at the running backs. Damian Williams is going to be another good, he's going to be good this year. He's going to be uh, trying to fight off Clyde Edwards-Hilaire for playing time, and I think that that's going to really bring out the best in Damian Williams. He's a good back in my mind regardless, but you put him in a situation where he is not going to have to be a feature back, and that's exactly the situation he's in in Kansas City. He doesn't have to be the feature back. He needs to be productive. He needs to be able to catch the ball out of the backfield. He needs to be able to get first downs, and he needs to be able to hold on to the football. If he can do those things and stay healthy, he will be very good in this offense. And then you bring in a guy like Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, who's going to be fantastic catching the ball out of the backfield. He has great vision, and you start looking at all these pieces that you have around Patrick Mahomes. We haven't even mentioned a guy like Demarcus Robinson, who had some good games last year that I think is going to get some playing time, but it's maybe not going to be as much time as he got in 2019, just because I think McCall Harbin, like I said, is going to take a step forward. You have to wonder how that's going to affect the Sammy Watkins, Tyreek Hill, McCall Hardman situation. And then again, you start looking at these running backs and the depth that they have at running back. You have Damian Williams, you have Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, you have Darrell Williams, and you still have a couple other guys that are sitting there in Darwin Thompson uh, and the other young back that they brought in, uh, Washington. And you have to wonder whether or not that's going to be something that Kansas City is going to have a ton of depth at. And as I kind of hinted at earlier, that doesn't even take into account uh, you know, Travis Kelsey, who you're going to have here, Ricky Seals-Jones, who you're going to have here, and Ryan's new favorite guy, uh, John Lovett, who I think has a possibility of making this team. Uh, although I think it's a small one, it just really is going to depend if he's able to show up and able to do more than he was last year uh, and how much of a step forward he was able to take uh, in the year that he spent on injured reserve. Uh, did he get his body right? Is he able to move a little bit better than he was able to move last year? They still have him listed as fullback. I don't think that's a position he's going to play in this team. I think he's going to play a tight end, a tight end role. Uh, so I expect that's really going to be where he is, but I think he could be you know, one of those pieces that they move around that could play a little bit of fullback at different times. But you, don't forget, you still have a guy in Anthony Sherman who is one of the best at his position in the NFL, and he is going to give you something else that you're going to have as well. He can run and he can catch out of the backfield. Uh, one, of his, one of my favorite plays for Anthony Sherman was that long pass from touchdown pass from 2018 for Patrick Mahomes. That was a gorgeous throw. That was a gorgeous catch and Sherman ran in untouched. Uh, to see a fullback be able to do that was fantastic. So this offense has a ton of depth. The question is, how are they going to put it all together? How are they going to keep everybody happy? Because that's going to be a big question going into this season. One of the biggest things that I have dealt with on my weight loss journey over the past six months is really trying to figure out my diet, trying to figure out what I can eat, how I can eat it, when I can eat it. 
And one of the things that I really loved incorporating into my diet was Built Bar. Built Bar is it's very tasty. If you haven't checked them out, you need to go check out their website, BuiltBar.com. Uh, they have 16 different flavors of protein bars that are delicious. Uh, they are all chocolate bars. They have eight flavors that have nuts within them, and they have eight flavors that don't have nuts. The nice thing about the nut-free flavors is they are made in a completely different factory, so they can't be intermixed. You're not going to have any kind of allergy issues there when it comes to that. These bars, like I said, are 100% covered in chocolate. They are soft and they are chewy. One of the things I've always hated about protein bars and bars that you know you could use for meal replacement and, and whatnot is that they always tasted like cardboard uh, or they were very hard to chew. That is not the case with Built Bar. Built Bar tastes fantastic and they are very healthy. They are great for the health conscious guy. They are great to help me lose weight or maintain my weight, which at this point I'm getting to a point where I'm going to have to probably start maintaining my weight as opposed to losing weight even though I still have a little bit more weight to lose. These bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber bars. You need to go check out the peanut butter brownie bar, which is one of my favorite built bars. It has 20 grams of protein, 170 calories, 3 grams of sugar, and 3 net carbs. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off your first order. Again, that is BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off your first order at BuiltBar.com. Alright, so let's talk about a, a couple of different things here. So, in the first break, we talked about the Chiefs having the best supporting cast around Patrick Mahomes. I have to agree with that. I think that they have the best supporting class in the NFL. Uh, and you start adding in some of the other players that they're not even taking into account. And again, Anthony Sherman, who's a fullback, but I think brings a lot of value in different scenarios. I think that's going to be a big thing. But even the pieces that they just added this year, you know, Clyde Edwards Hilaire is going to be the biggest one, obviously. So that's going to be a big benefit for Kansas City. But when you start looking at this team, Right now, as of today, as of Friday, they are still sitting at the same salary cap number that they have been at for the past couple of weeks uh, with $6,202,177 available in cap space for the 2020 season. Now, that's a problem because you're going to lose probably two and a half to three, if not three and a half million dollars of that just by signing your draft class. Remember, the Chiefs have not signed one of their players yet to this point, uh, so they're going to lose some of that money. And It's not going to be the entire amount, and it may be a little bit less, because you have to remember that they're just going to be looking at the guys that are going to be top 51 when it comes to the salary cap, but that's still going to be something that's going to be affected. Uh, and right now, they just don't have any salary cap space. We've talked about the Chris Jones situation ad nauseum. I don't really want to get into that too much. Uh, you know, they have about a month at this point until July 15th to be able to do something with Chris Jones and try to get him to a contract that will bring his number down in 2020 and maybe keep him here long term. But at this point, we still haven't heard anything about them actually even talking to Chris Jones. So big questions on if that's going to be something that they're going to be really looking to do. One of the things and one of the reasons I want to mention all this and talk about the salary cap a little bit is because when you start looking at this Chiefs roster, you still have questions at certain positions. One of the biggest positions that you still have a question at is corner. So the question is, is, is there anybody out there in free agency that you could go out and sign it as a corner that would come in and give you somebody that could be uh, maybe better than what you have? There are several people out there. Uh, I'm still I'm sitting here looking at over the cap, and right now, like I said, Kansas City only has $6.2 million. Uh, so some of these guys are not going to be uh, the type of player that you can go out and sign right now because they're just going to be too expensive. 
Uh, you have Tremaine Johnson, who's still out there, who I don't think is going to be. A, I think it could be an upgrade, but he he's going to want too much money. He couldn't come here. The question that I have: You have a guy like Logan Ryan. Is, is that somebody that would sign a deal for maybe a couple million dollars? Because right now he's still sitting out there in free agency and is not going to get anything else. And at this point, you're in a situation with Kansas City where they're going to be done with their minicamp process in about a week. And at that point, all the players are going to be on vacation for a month. Coaches are going to be doing their own thing. They're going to be prepping for training camp, and they're going to be looking at their roster, trying to figure out if there's going to be anybody else that they can bring in. Hopefully, they'll be getting a deal done with Chris Jones in that in that time frame. But that's, again, up in the air. So right now, the only other question is, are they going to bring anybody else in? You start looking at the CB position. I think that's still the weakest. Uh, there are, Like I said, there are a couple of names out there, but when you start looking at CBs, most of the ones that are out there still are going to be older, and they're going to be expensive if they come. Uh, Logan Ryan's going to be one of them. Like I said, Tremaine Johnson. Uh, you know, Both those guys are 29 or 30. I don't really have any interest in Aqib Tlaib. Uh, Tremont Williams is 37, so Brandon Carr, 34. Don't have any interest in those guys. Uh, Darquez Denard, I don't think that they're going to go that direction. Uh, B.W. Webb, I don't think that's going to be a big upgrade. All these guys are 29 or 30. The youngest guy out there is going to be Cyrus Jones, who really hasn't played much. He was from Denver. Uh, I don't think that he's going to be somebody that they're going to go out and look at getting. Um, you know, Maybe they could bring back a guy like Keith Reeser, but, but Reeser has been hurt multiple times over the past couple years. And it's hard to believe, but that guy is already 29 years old. So going to be a big question whether or not you can even get any value out of a guy like Reeser. I just don't see that there's going to be anybody that Kansas City is going to want to go out there and get that's going to be younger that can come in and step in and actually help. Uh, all these guys that are on the that are still sitting out there at this point are usually pretty old. Uh, they're at least 29. There's only a couple of guys that are under 29, um, and none of them really have significant snap percentages. You have uh, Brandon Williams and and Kalen Reed. Uh, all the Kalen Reed's a restricted free agent, so that doesn't really matter. But those guys don't really have any snaps that they took in 2020 or 2019. So you're not going to want to bring those guys in and expect them to basically be a guy that could start for you. Um, the guys that you're going to be looking at are going to be 29 or 30 years old. So you're not going to be able to bring in a young guy. It's going to be a vet. Maybe Kansas City goes that direction. Maybe they decide, okay, well, if we can sign Chris Jones to one or two, or if we can sign Chris Jones to a five-year deal, we'll have enough money to bring in a vet CB for maybe up to $5 million because you can reduce Jones's salary enough to bring his number down enough in 2020 to be able to bring somebody else in. Uh, and again, that's if you don't go out and, and try to sign Patrick Mahomes to a contract extension this offseason, which I don't think they're going to do, even if they're starting to talk about it. They just don't really have a salary cap room to do it right now. And I think they still want to bring players in. But I just don't see the, the talent out there that you'd really want to look at and try to get at this point uh, in the offseason. So really, I think Kansas City's probably done. I think this is probably going to be your team unless they're going to have somebody that they can trade for. Um, and honestly, I don't see that there's going to be that many teams that are going to be wanting to trade because you're still in a situation where you don't really know what's going to go on this season. You have a couple of ideas, but you don't really have a set uh, time frame. And even when training camp's going to be and how your team's going to be able to be there in person and how you're going to be able to do your practices. So a lot of question marks. I think you would want to keep the pieces that you already have on your team and try to go with those at this point uh, as another team. 
Although I think Kansas City would still like to upgrade at that position. I don't think there's going to be anything that they can do. That's going to be your show for today. Thank you very much for listening. And we will be back next week. Ryan Tracy is the founder of Rogue Analytics and the host of RGR Football on YouTube. Follow him there. Chris Clark is a senior analyst at ChiefsDigest.com where you can get his work. Rate and review at Apple Podcasts and subscribe on your preferred podcast platform. Thank you for listening.